we specialize in sharing the best of Japan. So I, I was 6'5 in 10th grade. <laughs> I want to thank both of you for taking this time out this morning to this podcast. And Matthew, thank you. Thank this you very is much. a true pleasure. This, I was talking about for us as well. I'm very excited. excited. Yeah. yeah, so am I. Have you watched the Neil? Yes, I have. I have not. Yeah, no. It's being honest. I have not. I, got it. I can't lie to you. I've never lied to you in my life. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. And where were you born? Um, I was born in the Philippines. Okay. Um, I've lived in Japan for about 24 years now. I moved here when I was 19, but the 19 years of my life I've spent in the Philippines. So, what was it like? What was the reason for moving here, first of all? Uh, so, I traveled to Japan when I was 12, um, got a taste of you know what Japan was like, and that sort of like really pulled me into Japan. That was my motivation to finish university at a very young age. I just wanted to finish and come here. So you came here without your family. Um, no, I was traveling with my family. Okay. Uh, so I was, I think, in my, I think, elementary school when I came here, mm -hmm. and so uh, my motivation was to finish university, and I did at nineteen, and I came here, and everything else is history. I've been here ever since then. But when you came here, you came with your mother and father. My mom, uh, my brother, and some of my uh, aunts and my grandma actually. We traveled. Where'd you, where'd you move to in Japan? Where'd you come to? Uh, we were in uh, in Hashimoto in Kanagawa Ken. In Kanagawa Ken. Yeah. And then you started learning Japanese, or did you learn it before you came? Oh, no, no. Um, so I came here at 19 and um, traveled for a little bit and studied Japanese for a year. But I wasn't very, I, I wasn't a great student. Okay. Like I, I thought I wanted to learn Japanese at a young age, but um, my motivation was not there. It wasn't the right time for me. It's just mm -hmm. one of those things. I needed to do it because of my visa, actually. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I learned a little bit, but in retrospect, if I could be a better student, I would probably really do it. I will nail it. <laughs> Were you the first child? <laughs> yes, eldest in my family. How many, how many siblings do you have? I have three brothers. The youngest are twins. And they are, they're all in Japan? Now. They're all in the Philippines. All, all of the my family are in the Philippines. So they went back, or you wait, you came over here without your brothers? No, no, we, uh, I came here with my uh, brother, uh, the other two br brothers were still very young back then, mm -hmm. so they were left in the Philippines, okay. traveled with my mom and, you know, some other relatives, and we went back to the Philippines. I continued my high school and my university, and yeah, I just wanted to finish as soon as possible and be done with my studies, so... Yeah, a week after. When you say, say, were you studying here or studying in the Philippines? Oh, I stayed in the Philippines okay, until so I was in okay. university. I got you. And then okay. moved here two weeks after graduation. Right. And then your brother did come with you? They, uh, my no. brothers and some of my family have visited Japan multiple times. Mm -hmm. uh, we've always had a connection with Japan. So mm -hmm. that, yeah. that first trip was just a trip for you? Yeah, it wasn't like moving here. No, no. It was just it, a trip. It was, it was a trip. Just, How long did you stay? How long did um, you stay? For about a month. Okay, I see. Yeah, I had some, um, had some really great memories of that time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I said, that was that was a time when I realized that I am going to live here. Okay, what did you study when you studied? Um, I majored in airline business administration. Okay. It's a. Are you doing that now? It's marketing. It's it was marketing. A, yeah, marketing. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, 
Oh yeah, marketing is very general. Uh, yeah, so I, I studied that in, in university for, for four years, mm -hmm. and I, I did enjoy it. I, um, I learned some things, and I would say that it's kind of ha like helped me with you know my business now. Mm -hmm. What's your business now? Um, we are, well, the marketing side of the business. Uh, we, uh, we are in the tourism industry. Um, I in, initially, Arigato Japan started as a food tour company. But and what's that, the name of the company? Uh, Arigato Japan. Arigato Japan. Yeah, yeah. Re being rebranded as Arigato Travel. Yeah, we are wait, is it, wait, is this your company? Or is it? Yes, yes. That's what I'm talking I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. So Arigato Japan. How old is Arigato Japan? About six years now. January 26, 2016. Right. Wait, is it both of your companies? No, or? I started the company, but Matt is... I mean, I'm de definitely co-founder. He is co-founder, <laughs> but I will claim she's the founder. That she's the founder. I her idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, original angel investor. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it, it was very successful, and but obviously we had challenges when COVID struck. Yeah. Okay. So what does Arigato Japan do? Give me a rundown. Uh, so uh, we specialize in sharing the best of Japan, whether that means through food to local experiences, through like different destinations that are uh, hidden, that are you know not so known to so many people. Um, we just love sharing our passion and you know really um, introducing Japan to the rest mm -hmm. of the world in many forms. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned, uh, we, we do food tours, we do different sorts of uh, local experiences. And um, over COVID, you know, it's, it really transitioned to, it really made our uh, team stronger in the sense that you know we had to find other ways to, to pivot and survive. Okay, what was the first? What was the first pivot that you had to make that you said, "Oh, this isn't going to work." What well, the, the the first pivot was uh, cooking classes to tours. All oh, right, yeah. So uh, let me backtrack yeah. a little bit. Okay. So initially, uh, this started out of my travels um, in Europe. I've traveled almost fifty countries. Most of them myself. So after we got married, okay. she comes to me. All right, you can. After we got married, she comes to me and she's like, listen, I need to do one more trip to Europe by myself without you. And I was, I like, I, I was like, okay. <laughs> How long had you been together? Well, we had been together for many years. Uh, but married, well, married, I think, only a year at that time. Yeah. And then. So as soon as you got married, one year, no kids? No okay. kids. Yeah. And you said, I'm going to Europe. Yeah, I'm going to do my one last hurrah uh, and travel by myself. So and and I, 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 I was supportive. I was like. I was like, heck yeah, but you know, heck yeah, yeah, baby. But we have to go about your. I have to find out your background too. The reason why I do this is because I can find out more about people when I find out where they are in the family. Right, right. You're the first child. Yes, breadwinner. <sighs> yeah. So, so when she, when she, are went, you the first child? The only yeah. child. Well, no, I have two sisters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm the only child of my biological parents. But you're the tallest child for sure. Definitely. Six eleven. Six eleven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm shrinking now. Maybe I'm six ten. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was six eleven at one point on ESPN something something. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So go on. So you went to Europe. Your last hurrah. Yeah. And um, I. So, so she was. I'm sorry. She was posting in Europe on Facebook and tagging me, and my my office thought I was in Europe. Like I. But I, but they were like they were like, are you coming to the office? Are you in Europe? And I was yeah. like, what were you doing? Did you? She's office back here. I, I was I was here and I was working for a, a firm um, that helped companies enter Japan. Uh, and, and we created a foundation for their entry, like creating a legal entity, doing all their compliance mm -hmm. so that they can just hire people and build a business. So I was doing that 
and she's she's in she, she's in like France and Santa Rini and tag tagging me and people are, people, people, people are like that. Where are you? Uh, for about a month. Oh, we'll just put it back up there. Yeah, for about a month. So I um. Okay. That's good. Okay. Anyway, so that's perfect. Yeah, as long as you can do it. I left him here. I've, for a month. Yeah. A month. She, she made a whole stuff. calendar, man. Yeah. It was on the wall. Yeah. It was on the wall. There was a calendar. I'm gonna be here you still on these have, days. I'm not quite sure. Oh, no, I. I no, that no, was. But it was a very elaborate piece of paper. It was a little brutal, paper. yeah, because he had to see everything, and he, he was tagged in all of the posts. Anyways, um, out of, I was like, "Where is Anne today?" Um, yeah, I was just you know traveling, and now that I think about it, you know the great times of travel. Wait, did so, you love it? Did you love it? I love traveling. What, what did you enjoy? What were the parts that you enjoyed about? I think for me, so as soon as I take off from Narita or Haneda. That's like leaving Japan and leaving my life here. Okay. Leaving all the stress, work, and looking forward to a new adventure. So in that part of taking off, I always make sure, no matter how tired I am, that I am awake. <laughs> and then I Harder just, now with two kids. Okay. Yeah. So um, I always enjoy that. And landing, seeing just like, you know, seeing the people, feeling the air, and just like trying the food, connecting with local people. That's what travel is about. You know, you know, discovering the unknown and just being in a different place that you probably have never imagined in your life. So these are like the things that excite me about travel. Um, you know, traveling alone as, you know, as a female. And you course, know when this, did you have any contacts in these places? I always have, I have a lot of friends. So that's, so that's what made it even more enjoyable. Exactly. The fact that you had people you were going to see. Yes, yes. For oh. instance, I was in Ischia. I had I had a friend who is a local of Ischia. She's married to someone on that island. And, you know, it's just nice to be shown around by someone like her. Or I would crash in my friend's couch in, in Germany. You know, different, like, these kinds of, like, experiences are, like, the things that I look back to now that, you know, things are harder. And I really, I'm very thankful for all of the experiences that I had in those travels. So, going back to your question, I, um, I joined different local experiences, did a cooking school in, uh, no, sorry, joined a cooking class um, with a French market tour. So, that was really special to me. Like, I learned how to make French food, and that sort of, like, opened the idea of doing something similar in Japan. So, we initially started as a cooking school. Believe it or not, I opened a cooking kitchen here in Azabujiban. Just kind of like a, it was a mistake. It's a capital expenditure. That's how you put it. So we did that for about six months, and I realized that it, you cannot scale a cooking school. Well, it's just hard to make profit. You need like 75, easy. 80 customers before you turn a profit. It's like running a restaurant. Yeah, so. It was like having a swimming pool. Exactly. Yeah, right. it's maintenance. There's maintenance. <laughs> yeah, so close to cooking school, and I opened, and I did. On the third month, I had already started doing food tours in, in Ginza and Shimbashi area. I did that, the first 300 tours I did by myself. And on the sixth month of the business, believe it or not, I was, it was my first time in Osaka. I went there as a tourist myself with a small suitcase. I've interviewed guides before even I had opened a food tour there saying, I'm going to open a food tour. I've interviewed 20 guides before I even had a food tour in Osaka and Kyoto. So I opened food tours there without knowing anything, just like winging it. 
No contacts? No. No. But, you know, I had to, I had to research myself. I had, I made it happen from one food tour. We have about 43 food tours all over Japan now. Um, it was great before COVID, yeah. uh, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful yeah. that, you know, things will be did, did it totally shut down with COVID? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's no way to do it. Once, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you can do locals, but it's, we were focused on inbound, so it's tough. But the, one of my fondest memories of the early days of Arigato travel now mm-hmm. um, is... You know, we, we built a website on Drupal, which is like, what is that? You know, it's like a WordPress competitor. And we, like, launched the site. And then, like, a few hours later, we got someone that booked it. And we were like, oh, no, we got to do something what now. What are we going to do? And, 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 then, and, then, and then she, she, like, she like built the product, which is, like, the tour. And in, in one of the starting positions of, like, one of our most famous tours called All Star Tour is in uh, – um, Yuraksho, like near, like under the train tracks, Garoshita, and uh, she's standing there, and it's it just like coincidentally, serendipitously, our one of our main competitors has a has a starting point there too that we didn't know, and so there's a group of 15 people there, and there's this person like holding the flag, and everyone's like congregating around this person, and this one person walks up to Anne and is like, oh, is that our group? And I was like, nope. It's not our group. Today it's a private <laughs> it's just, tour. Today it's a private tour. <laughs> you know, because it, it was just that one person. Yeah. And, and and so, like, I love that memory because over the next two years, their group got smaller and our group got bigger. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, with you, Matthew, where were you born? I was born in Baltimore, Baltimore County Hospital. Um, and, you know, I lived there, moved my parents to Virginia Beach. Um, a few memories of that area. Three moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, my family was steel, truckers, farmers, um, you know, you know, my grandpa taught me how to drive. I told you this story where he was a long haul trucker and he would just smack his hands and I, I never, he was always teaching me how to drive and he, I, that's the thing I remember the most. Um, but to keep then, himself awake. To keep himself awake. Okay. And then, you know, my mom lost her job. We moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Just the two of you. Well, actually, actually my grandparents were retiring and they wanted to retire in Myrtle Beach. So my mom took a trip down there one spring and then found a job at a hospital. And so just, you know, luckily, we... Mom, what about dad? What was that? So, so, so dad and mom didn't get along. Okay. Um, and dad, dad remained in Baltimore for a little bit. Um, and then he moved to Virginia. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, I spent every other holiday with my dad. Okay. My dad was, was absolutely amazing. I think, I think given everything we know about divorced parent situations... I say my situation wasn't really that bad, okay. but you know my mom and dad they weren't exactly like friends. <laughs> How are they doing now? They... My my dad unfortunately passed away last year, um, but my mom is is doing much better. Remarried, um, living in Aiken, South Carolina. We we saw her took took her grandchildren to yeah. see her. She was pumped twenty four seven as a grandmother normally is. Um, now your height is one thing that I'm sure everybody want to know about. You being six eleven. Yeah. When did it start? So I was I was fifteen, sixteen, six five, skinny as a rail. Well, so in every every even in kindergarten you were the tallest. Yeah, I have, I have memories of being like on the playground when I was like five, and I was taller than like the third graders, and they were they were wondering why I wasn't like able to interact with them. Right. And I and and my parent and I remember my parents being like, "He's five. Like you're, you're like 13. <laughs> was your father tall or your mother tall? My father six. Three, mom six one, okay. but I have uncle six five, cousin six ten, 
Exemption. Pretty, my grandma was six feet. So. There's one thing I want to mention, then you're going to go on with your story. Mm-hmm. I saw something, I guess it was on YouTube or someplace, where they showed the viewpoint of someone your height, 6'11". Yeah. <laughs> Life is completely different for you. It's different. You see I mean, a whole I, lot I, of dust. I, 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 see, see, a I see a lot, lot of dust. dust. I see a, I see when people, when people don't comb their hair. You know, I, <laughs> see, the I, I see the bald spots. <laughs> you know, people in denial. I see all that, man. You know, can't ride roller coasters easily. Bus, buses, are, buses are challenging. Um, you know, there, there are some downsides, but I would say overall, I would really enjoy it. A lot of a lot of tall people. You really enjoy it. I really enjoy it because, you know, I guess it's also my personality. I love interacting with people, and I love also getting to know them. And so, but just naturally, they want to like ask me how tall I am. Right. So they start it. Right. They start the conversation, and then I finish it. <laughs> and so I think that actually works out well because, you know, I, I, I may come on a little strong sometimes, but they, they were interested in me first. So it just, they're like, they're like, it's, like a, it's like a good equilibrium, you know? And so every conversation we have, especially if it starts with how tall you are, usually ends pretty well. And, you know, playing professional basketball, you, you, you know, you, I, I wasn't famous by any stretch. But to what some team, what team? So I was, so I played for Yale. Um, and then I played in kind of like the second division Euro League in Portugal. Then I played in a, t- a team in Tunisia, so I was in like that Tunisian league. And then I got a chance to join the preseason with the New York Knicks. Um, played there for ten days, nine days, um, and then from there, the you know I got an offer from the Perth Wildcats and the Toyama Raichu, the Raichu of Toyama Prefecture. Um, and so, I, because I studied Japanese in school, I was like, I told my agent, I'm really interested in this. So I went to Toyama. That was in 2010. You spent four years in Yale. Yeah. Studying what? Economics and Japanese. Yeah. For any guy that's tall, my goodness. Well, I, got, I, got, I, I used it for something. I got lucky. How? Huh, huh. How did you guys get together? Oh, <laughs> uh, how did that happen? Okay. That's an interesting so story. So, so the. So the, the the short, there's a very long story. I don't know if we have enough. I don't know if we have enough time. We can do a part two. Yeah. So, so the, 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 the short the, version. She's going to disagree with the verbs and adjectives I'm going to use here. She can give her part. Real that's part. okay. Uh, so, the, the reality is, I saw or dated her best friend. Went on dates. Went on dates. Whatever you want to More call. accurate. Than before before dated. her. I actually went on a double date with her and, and this other um, lady. Okay. One time, and she <laughs> that, but she was the best friend at the time. So you know, you know the game. Right. Best friends kind of lucky too. Right. 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 So I was trying to, you know, be nice to everybody. Okay. Um, that didn't last long, and then a couple months after we broke up, uh, Anne and I got together on October thirty first. Halloween. Uh, uh, Halloween. You just had a ball. Yeah. Now we the, have two beautiful children, Gabriel and. Was it, with him being, with Matthew being so tall. Now I can understand him being interested in you, and I can understand him being interested in him, but what was the reason? Um, yeah, what was the reason? <laughs> I think things just really happened, but I will say this. I've always been attracted to very tall men, but not this tall. Like, this okay. is, like, extremely tall. It I'm is. Because really, like, oh, yeah, you're 5'9". I claim to be 5'2". 5'2", 5'2". You're 5'2". Okay. Yeah. We'll give her 5'2". Okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's a totally different world. Even the tone of my voice, like, he will say, I cannot hear you because how busy is. I'm like, hey, wait, I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah. So, yeah, there's these little challenges right. in life. And when you're walking together, you always I've given up on heels. 
Okay. I used you to tried, you tried to do the heels for a while. Yeah, yeah, but you know, at, at this point in my life, I'm 44. I'm, I'm good. like, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't, I didn't need the heels. I was happy when she went for the flies because she was happier because yeah, her feet weren't hurting. <laughs> I don't understand that whole thing with women where, like, you know, some some women the the heels hurt. They don't hurt. I don't get that. Like, I guess I guess they 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 accept the pain because they want to be. I don't know. I don't get it. Right. But the your attraction, I I see, but you saw, and and. The conversation had to be stimulating. It was it was stimulating very very quickly. I I saw because at that that at that point in her life she was you know she had been through some trauma with other guys and so she was she was back into like you know enjoying just being single and at, at that point I really you know we, we didn't immediately get along one hundred percent amazingly but I saw I really saw like into her soul I really did and I saw like how great. A person she is deep down, and that's what I really fell in love with first. And just it's just a bonus that I'm very attracted to her physically. <laughs> yes. Back to Yale. Did you were you always good in school? I, I, I was because I was told I had to be, you know, and and, and, and in school came, well, you know, just just like you know, your parents and grandparents are like, do good in school. Okay. Right. And that's just kind of what you're told when you're growing up. And I was like, it, it came easy to me, so I was like, well, I guess this is what I do every day, so I might as well do the best I can, you know. So that that just was my mentality. I didn't, I didn't like study endlessly. It just kind of came easy, and but then I got a wake up call when I went to Yale because that was a lot harder than high school. <laughs> so that that Yale beyond what I learned in class, which you know I, I would say that I use some economics, I use some Japanese, obviously now, um, but beyond what I learned in class, there was it was just like you got to get organized. Like you gotta be preparing for the next thing. You can't just show up anymore. And that was what I learned the most. Like working hard, being organized, being on time. You know, my, my college coach, um, James James Jones, he's still there. Um, I, I I text him every now and then. Uh, you know, it, there was one time we we I started my freshman year. Our first like practice was a, called five at five, five mile run up a mountain, and I wasn't in shape. I just showed up. <laughs> right, right, right. So I was okay. dying. <laughs> I was dying. And, 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 you know, obviously with uh, collegiate sports, you get into good shape eventually. There's no, there's, there's no, there's no other alternative. Um, but, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I struggled with being on time sometimes, but we had this buddy system that if you were late, your buddy was late. And so that, that accountability and me caring about my teammate really made me change that chemistry in my mind. And we, we would have practice at 6.30 a.m., and then I'd have Japanese at 8 or 9. It was, it was every day. And there was one time I was late by like a minute, and me and my buddy had to run suicide for like two hours. It was terrible. That was a moment. That was a changing moment for me. I bet it was. Yeah. I bet your buddy let you know that too. He wasn't happy. <laughs> he wasn't happy. But. Okay, so where are you now in your life? You have two children. How old are your children? Four and two, two and a half. Gabriel and Isabella, we call her Bella. A boy and a girl. Yes, yes. We were is it, just is it two and four and a half. Yes. Wow. Four, and yeah. four, four and two and a half. Four and two and a half. Love them. I mean, Gabriel. Do you think they're going to be pretty big? They're going to be taller than her, but, yeah. short, most, most but shorter than me. Most children aren't taller yeah. than their mothers for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, she is a really short guy. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Gabriel is at the age where he's like trying to figure out who's in charge, 
And you know, we're, you mean with you, with or us, just the whole family, with us okay. in, in general. He thinks he's so in charge. It's challenging. Yeah. So, so we're you know we're we we've been trying to learn you know things to do to help him understand understand this. And I think we have some good some good things now. Yeah. You know, calm timeout, redirecting him when he's about to punch Bell in the face, um, and then also uh, my you know just just really being excited about anything that he's the doing. Little things. It, it's actually working like magic now. I'm really excited because we didn't know what to do until we had these things. Isn't that sad? You know, out of all the things we do in our lives, no one ever teaches us how to parent. That's we true. find out more about our pets than we do about other human beings. Yeah. Well, and I feel that's one of the biggest problems we have in raising our society as we do. Well, because I think, you know, I, I think about it a lot because now I have kids. And there are techniques, as you said, that yeah. you can use, and everyone has a different personality, but there's certain things that work for everyone. Right. Yeah, I, I think about it a lot because now we have kids and, you know, my parents and their parents, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't as much information available and people wanted to keep it in the family. So they only have the tools that they had, right? And so it's it, it really is a challenge for, you know, anybody that's trying to change the tools that they were given. It's, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, some, sometimes you may grab them too hard or right. spank them too hard and, you, and afterwards you feel terrible, but it's like... Well, that's what my parents did, so, and, it, and, and, and I'm like not that bad. Okay, right. And so it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, tell me about it. I have four sons. Yeah. So it is, but I had the, I had the advantage of working with so many families. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very, I'm very similar to yourself that I like to ask, talk to people. So I asked them, how do you work with your kids? For those parents that I saw, they had really good kids. Yeah. Oh, they right, did everything. Yeah. So I asked them, asked them, and I came up with a plethora of information that I could use for my sons, and I think it worked out. And I've even helped other parents. I've seen your sons, they're beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, we always used to say hi, because I played basketball in Ishimachi, and you know, you think you're, you're, those are your sons, right? And they're teaching gymnastics. That's cool. I told them if I was a fisherman, what did they think they'd be doing? How many teachers inspired you in your life? How many teachers I don't, I don't remember. But you went to Yale, so that's not fair, but before Yale, you don't remember on, any on, teachers on, that, on, you know, probably one. No, on, I have one or two in my mind right now, but okay. not so many that I can really recall. Honestly, it's like real inspiration. Yes, one at Yale. I was gonna say you could just have, just, just one, just one. But I had I had more when I was growing up actually. All right, but you had one teacher. That, yeah, I had one teacher that really inspired me. It was an economics class, and I got the worst grade of my life in the class was a C, and he. Gave me the like he met he met with me to t- give me to talk about my test, and he he pointed out that Matt you didn't really know the material, <laughs> but you knew what you needed to do, you you knew the question you needed to ask to get the answer. You just you were just by yourself on this one, and and, and he was like that's like that's like leadership that's you know that's that's a master's level PhD level stuff right there, and I was like hell yeah. Like, I feel like I learned more in the C class yes. than I did in the ones that got A. And then the other teacher that really inspired me was Mr. Clickerman, fourth grade. Never forget it. He walks into the class. He writes, is this reasonable on the board? And he said, everything you do in this class and in life, if the result or what's happening isn't reasonable, then you, you have to start asking questions. So if you do something or if you have a result or anything that you feel is 
you have to ask, is this reasonable? If it's unreasonable, then you need to divert. You need to do something to figure out what's going on. And that stuck with me forever. And that's probably why, you know, I annoy people sometimes. I have too many questions. <laughs> Who would you like to end um, this podcast with? Well, I mean, wow, thank you so much for, for letting us do this with you. I, I've, I, I, you know, I've never had the chance to sit down and talk to you. Oh, yeah, we just saw, I remember we, we, just we always, saw each other one time, and I was by the gym, you were coming out, and I know Shaheed, and I said, but people say, wow, you're really tall, and something like that, and then you started, but I think you had to go somewhere. Yeah, and I was going somewhere. But, you know, I, I, I'm really grateful for this moment, because now I feel like it's the beginning of another great relationship. Another bit. And, 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 I, and I, and I... Because when Ann saw me, we were in the Winter Garden, and we were speaking, and I, you called me over to you, or what? I think I did, I think I did, yeah. Did you know about the podcast? You didn't know about the podcast. At that point, not yet. But, 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 but the way you vibrated, I said, I want you on the podcast. And you said, yeah, okay. And I said, and then you said, well, what about my husband? I said, yeah, let's do that. Both, she sure did. She Why said, not? Doing? And I said, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, anything you'd like to end with? I'll end it with beautiful beginnings. I think it's the beginning of a nice year, nice relationship with you and uh, your podcast. I'm sure it's going to be a great year. And we've been through hell. It's, it's time to turn a new leaf. Um, I think um, 2022 is going to be great. And I'm just filled with positivity that it's going to be great. And we're going to rise through the ashes because it's been tough for everyone. Uh, on a personal level, um, on all levels, and I'm, I'm just hopeful for you know great things to come. Well, thank you. I want to thank both of you. Hey, thanks. Oh, awesome. Oh, look at look Matthew Minute. He wasn't hey, playing man. around. That's I, 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 That's the other hand. She chooses all her jewelry. I just buy it. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like, subscribe, and never forget. It's all unknown. Continue to reach for the stars, and you're too blessed to be stressed.